Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Malden. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. to the world we live in. Uh, glad you're here. Glad you're listening. And uh, we've had a good week. We've had a good week. Summer is still here, but it is closing down. Kids are going back to school. Not our kids. We don't have any kids. Not Just kids in well, general. No, we don't have kids. <laughs> um, kids are back in school. Dude... Kids start so early. Uh, well, they do in the South. Um, I always started at the beginning of September. Oh, really? I was a. You like is a? It, is it Labor Day? It at the after Labor Day. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, it was always like the week before, or like it, it was usually the week before, because I think you got what's it Monday? Monday off. Yeah. 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 So you went. You'd go like Thursday, Friday, Monday off, and then start on Tuesday. Mm. It's understandable. It's crazy. It's crazy. What is it? It's like the middle of August and kids are back. Kids are back. Yeah, no, um, I coach soccer at a local middle school and... Um, Thank you for your service. <laughs> You're welcome, Kyle. Um, and they started like last Friday and soccer is actually a second session fall sport. So they are playing sports before we start soccer in like a month. That's wild. It's crazy. What What are they doing? Is it like track? It's football. Oh, football. Football, track, volleyball. Football. And cheerleading. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's a good time. Uh, I'm, what I was going to say, uh, we were talking before the show. Um, dude, I've, we're, uh, I'm feeling fit. I'm feeling fit. Oh. Man. Yeah. The, the CrossFit. The the CrossFit, dude. We're feeling fit. That's good. Yeah. Um, Eric has another uh, competition coming We're doing up. another comp. Kyle, we were, we were going to do a World We Live In podcast uh, duo, but Kyle might have to uh, have to be work guy. Might have to work, yeah. Yeah. My, I, just, I mean... My schedule is pretty fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. But no, I was listening to... Uh, well, I was talking to you about this... Couple of, couple of days ago, I've been listening to Jocko recently. Dude, that man just has a uncanny ability to motivate. Eric, who is Jocko? For mm-hmm. those who don't know, for those yes, for those who do not know who Jocko is, he is a uh, ex Navy SEAL. Uh, he does podcast, super super good. Definitely go listen to it. Um, find it on iTunes. 
uh, and anywhere. YouTube. He does the video setup, kind of like Joe Rogan. Uh-huh. Very good. But uh, yeah, um, motivational speaker, just all around badass. I feel like if you're a Navy SEAL, if you've reached that point in your life, mm-hmm. you you could just talk about the things that you do yeah. or did, yeah. and that's like motivating. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like no, it just, is. You're you're just it a is. motivating like figure. You've separated yourself. <clears throat> yep, is what it is, and because of that, people will listen to you. I mean, to become to to become that that high up in like the military, like personally. You have to just have established, I mean, routines and habits that yeah. just set yourself, you know, aside from all like the physical yeah. stuff, just habits that just set yourself apart from the average person. It's true. It's true. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, I've been listening to, been listening to his stuff and, uh, well, first of all, I really enjoy the way he, the way he talks and how he, he's, he's a smart guy. Hmm. Very smart, and his his uh, co-host Echo Charles is really good as well. His name's Echo Charles. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's his actual name. It's what he goes by. I need to go by my name. Maybe. Something like that. Yeah, but anyway, um, go by he, <laughs> I'll put that in the in the description for this week's. I appreciate that. For this week's uh, podcast. Um, they were talking. There's this video he has called "Good," and I was talking to you about this. Mm-hmm. Basically, just like anytime something's going bad. Just say good, because it can be better, and you can make it better. And yeah, I've just been trying to hone that in this week, so that's good. where we're at. Good. 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 That is good. Yeah, the, Eric was sharing with me, the point of the video is like, you get knocked down, good. Like, gives yeah. you the chance to stand back up. Yeah. Like, you're not where you want to be, good. Do you have the opportunity to, like, make it better? Yeah. That's really what Pretty it is. Pretty much the premise of the uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. premise of the video. Yeah, just positive mindset. Just keep going. Yeah, literally. Don't stop. <laughs> keep those legs moving. Yeah, for real. Um, so that's been good. Did you you got anything before I did. we start? So I lied to you. I have four announcements. Oh, you lied. I did. I am a liar. Um, announcement number one. Okay. Uh, rest in peace, Aretha. Or yes. Aretha Franklin. Yes, definitely. Um. That was today. That was today, today yeah. is Thursday. Yeah. Um, number two is with August, the Premier League is back. Soccer is starting. Eric and I are soccer guys. It is. The weekends are dedicated. Um, so that is number two. Uh, you mentioned it on the last podcast, but mm. Eric and I celebrated the one year of the podcast today. We celebrated. We went, or I went and got a cake for Eric. Yep. A little cheesecake, yep, which yep. is on the Instagram it is on the it's on the Insta story for sure. On the on the story, it is no longer with us. We ate no, it all. Yeah, um, we devoured it pretty handedly. Yeah, it was a little one. We didn't get yeah, we didn't no. get a whole cheesecake. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're good trying to, to keep. Well, Eric's trying to keep fit. Yeah, trying to stay fit. I'm just I'm just out here running around. <laughs> um, and today I saw on Twitter. With uh-huh. uh, all the fake holidays that are going around. Oh, jeez. Um, today was National Rum Day. National Rum. And I'm celebrating. Ah, yes. Uh, I, have, I have a drink with me right now. Drink. It's called a, a Dark and Stormy. Mm. It's uh, ginger beer and rum. So, Ginger beer is good with almost any dark liquor. And even probably light liquors as well. Yeah. Sugar. I mean, yeah, I mean sugar. But the uh, 
What do they call it? The they Moscow take. Mule. Uh-huh. The mule. Mules. There you go. The mules. So, uh, happy rum day to you. Cheers. Cheers. May, may the rum never be uh, never be all gone. <laughs> may there always be rum in your glass. Shout out to uh, Oliver. Shout out to Oliver. Shout out to Oliver. Shout out to Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> was that it? You got one more? No, that was four. That was it? That was four? Yeah. Perfect. I can't count. Um, well, sweet. You want to hop into it? I would love to. <laughs> okay. Um, let me start off with this crazy story. I, it's, it's more, well, I guess it is a story. Um, it's not like any of the longer stories we've done, but it's a story. Um, so I was scrolling through, and you may have seen this pop up on your Apple News feed if you look at Apple News, but it's a story about this girl who um, lost her face. I know it's 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 very it's pretty heavy. So um, yeah, just a heads up. So this girl, um, this girl named Katie. Um, and she tried to commit suicide and I shot did, her face I did off. see this. And shot her yeah. face off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw this on um, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. it was like Tuesday. Uh-huh. I read it on Tuesday, yep. So, yeah. Um, she shot her face off. Um, and they did many reconstruct... 22 surgeries to reconstruct her face. Uh-huh. And even after that, it wasn't quite where it needed to be. Um, and on May 4th, 2017, three years and 40 days after her injury, she got a facial transplant. A 31-hour operation. Um, and they, in the transplant, Katie received a forehead, upper and lower eyelids, eye sockets, nose, mouth and lips, cheeks, upper jaw, part of the lower jaw, teeth, and facial muscles. Facial muscles. Um, the surgeons effectively replaced 100% of her face. Wow. So... Yeah, this is it, this is oh. just a crazy. Cr- there, there are a ton of pictures. Um, I was gonna say, I just yeah. Oh, I know. That's why I said it was heavy. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes on our website, worldwelivein.org. Um, but yeah, she she went through a lot. She went through a lot, and I just think I, I personally think this is like a medical miracle. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you said they replaced a hundred percent. Like, of... yeah, and the donor um, was it all from the same person? It was all from the same person, and um, that would freak me out. This, yeah, having someone else's face. Yeah, does she look the same at all, or is it just like the skin? Uh, it's sort of the I same. I mean, I guess if you but... shoot yourself in the face, you're probably not going to look the same. Yeah. It's really not not quite the same, uh-huh. obviously. Um, yeah, the girl that she got her face from um, passed away from a drug overdose, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, 
a lot of heavy topics here, but I guess in I mean I guess in the end it worked out. No, I mean yeah. That, I mean, like you said, that is just wild. Like that is. is not something that that we as humans would be able to do. I imagine not too long ago. Mm. I imagine this is a is a pretty new, pretty new uh, bit of of medical yeah. technology yeah. that we have. It says that um, Katie's main doctors, Brian Gasman and Frank Pape had planned to do a partial transplant but realized she might look better with a full transplant because the donor's face was larger and darker in skin tone. So, um, but I just, I want to take a second and point out like the doctors and like their responsibility like in this happening. Uh, I mean, what did you say? 33 hours? 31. 31. I mean, you're putting another face on another human. It's almost, and this is, by saying this, I am not, like, making this uh, taboo or making this sound bad. I, I It's not my intent, but it's almost sort of, uh, like, uh, Frankenstein-ish. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, in a sense, uh-huh. I guess any no, transplant I, really is. I guess. Yeah. I mean, someone's face, though. I mean, if you get a kidney transplant, I wouldn't know. That's true. But, but the f- like, yeah, the face is like a... Of, it's first thing you see. First you thing you see. Yeah. First thing you see. Eyes, nose, face. everything, yep. Yeah. yeah. Um. So mm. Of course, Frankenstein, they, he's got, you know, his neck is all stitched together and... Yeah, of course. And whatnot. Um, I, I can't imagine, because your face has just so many like sensors like nerve endings I cannot imagine like the pain from a face transplant is this the first one is this no no this is not the first one um I did not research specific uh other facial transplants Uh but it is not the first one I'm sure it's been like everything it's it's been a process yeah I'm sure it's a process um Yeah, there there have been there have been more because I did look that up. I just did not go into like the numbers of facial transplants that have been completed, but I'm sure that there have been a, a number. Uh, was carried the first one. Um, was carried out in France in 2005. Oh, so very. So I imagine I imagine it was a, it was a, obviously a partial. Um, maybe not. Maybe but. not. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Uh, just wanted to highlight that because um, I think it's just amazing. I mean, if you, anyone has time or is interested, some of these facial transplants are wild. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, look, I'm not looking at Google images right now and just, dude... I mean, people don't have noses or mouths or, like, eyelids. Yeah. I mean, it's a... It is a rough... It's a rough procedure. Oh, of And course. surgery... What, what I haven't... What I've come to realize, I should say, and what I did not realize when I was younger, is how just raw surgery is. 
Like people think surgery is like, oh, like um, cut it open, stitch it up, or pull it little, out, stitch uh, it up. Operation. Little operation. A little, uh, you know, you hit the side and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had a we had a friend, uh, Kennedy. Oh yeah. The he had a hip surgery and they had to fully dislocate his hip, physically dislocate it. They had to pull it out of his socket to do the surgery. Is that correct? That was my understanding. That was my yeah. That's my understanding as well. So like, I mean that's that's just that's just dislocating the hip. Like they had a, another human's face and they had to put it on. I mean. Did- like, I don't mean to be, like, grotesque, but we're talking about, like, knives and, like... Oh, completely. Print, you know, like, yeah. knives and, and cutting yeah. and, like, sewing and... Yeah. I remember seeing, um... I remember I remember seeing videos of, like, um... Uh, like, um... And like you said, that's a hip. That's... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's lower, just a hip. Lower body. Yeah. I remember seeing videos of brain surgeries in psychology class where they would have to just... Freaking saw open the skull to get to the brain, and your brain wow. can't feel pain. Uh-huh. You can be, I mean, you could be awake. You could be awake, but. and for some, they have to be awake because they're like stimulating certain parts of the brain. But like, it's it, it, it's crazy. You don't think it, you don't think it like that, but it surgery is very raw. Mm-hmm. Surgery is very raw. So. I can't I can't imagine the amount of like pressure going into that. You know what I mean? Like, do you know how, like, what a steady hand and how, like, collected you have to be to be like, oh, we're just gonna just do some brain surgery today. And then, I don't know, some people do, like, multiple surgeries, like, yeah, a shift. I know. Obviously, those are more minor, but still. For sure, for sure. I mean, in, in, in the one picture on the Nat Geo story, there's, like, there's... They said the main. They said in this article the main surgeons. There were two of them, but it's like a. There's a room oh, of like twenty people. You have to. Yeah, you have surely, to. Surely, surely. And I'm sure everyone has a specific job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wild. So, check that out for yourselves. Uh, the pictures are amazing, honestly. Before and after, it's uh, it's wild. It really is. Um, so, yeah, check that out if you haven't already. Um. Which, uh, well, I should, I should preface this. We're, uh, we're going to, uh, take you around the world for, to we wrap are. the show up. Around the world. Around the world, uh, around Kyle's. the world in one hour. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's going to take the pilot seat. I'm going to be riding shotgun. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Kyle, I guess you get to pick where we go first. Uh, I would like to go, uh, to Nepal. Ah, Nepal. Good choice. Thank you. Um, so this article, we have some BBC articles. Yes. Um, shout Shout out out BBC. Shout out BBC. Uh, this article, um, was written in September of 2016. Uh, and it is titled the Kung Fu Nuns of Nepal. Mm. Um, the basis of the article is that, uh, these, these Buddhist, uh, nuns and monks, the Buddhist monks, uh, it is more of a patriarchy. The men have the say about, I mean, they are, they are Buddhist monks. So like yeah. not a lot goes on, but as far as day to day stuff goes, um, it, it is, it is male dominant and male sure. run. Um, but in, in 2008, uh, the leader of this, um, 
1,000-year-old Dirk, Dirkba lineage mm-hmm. um, changed, changed yeah. like his ways. They and change a heart. Started, um, started teaching these women Kung Fu, and they, uh, to learn self-defense, um, to be, kind of promote, like, a self-sufficiency. Yeah. And a sense, a higher sense of purpose. Um, oh, here it is. I found the quote that I was looking for. His simple motive, to promote gender equality, empower young women who mostly become from, who mostly come from poor backgrounds in India and Tibet. Every day, 350 nuns aged between 10 and 25 take part in three intense training sessions where they practice exercises taught to them by their teacher, who visits twice a year from Vietnam. Mm. Uh, So these nuns, um, as you know, Nepal is next to, or Nepal is home to uh, Mount Everest. Yes. And... So there are a lot of earthquakes in Nepal, and they, um, instead of fleeing, when there are earthquakes, they help out nearby villages, um, because when there is disaster, people tend to to loot and steal and ah. and such, and so they go to nearby villages to help protect and uh, be little guardians protect and for serve. these rural. What's n- n- Nepalese. Nepalese. I think so. Nepalese. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, for these villages. Yeah. I saw the I saw the title of this article and was like, gotta gotta do this one. Yeah, the um the leader of this um lineage. Mm-hmm. Um when, yeah, he, he visited Vietnam. Where he saw nuns receiving combat, and he was like, "Oh, this might be a good idea." Yeah, so I saw I saw that they're trained in in kung fu. They're also mm-hmm. trained with nunchucks and like yeah. staffs. Yeah, I saw they. Like uh, I saw that they also do the brick breaking. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Those with exceptional physical and mental strength are taught yeah. the brick breaking technique. <laughs> Made famous by countless car. Martial art movies. Yeah, I've I've always found it entertaining. Um, apparently, most of the nuns have black belts. Yes, uh, helps them feel safe, develops self confidence, and gets them strong and keep fit. Yeah, and they also um, are encouraged to learn uh, skills such as plumbing, electrical fitting, typing, cycling, and English. And English, yeah. And they're taught to lead prayers and are given basic business skills, and. Uh, <laughs> They run a, a, a nunnery guest house and a coffee shop. And some go. women even drive 4 by 4s little social uh, entrepreneurship there. <laughs> Seriously. Down the mountain to Kathmandu. Um, I, think, I think it's great just because in some obviously more impoverished countries, the marginalized become even more mm. um, marginalized. Yeah. And... I mean, education, like, teaching someone self-sufficiency is, I think, like, truly the greatest. I mean, teach a man to, give a man a fish, eats for a day, teach a man to fish, eats for a lifetime. Yep, yep. Fishing isn't that hard, though. Karate, kung fu, I imagine, (laughs) is a a bit more skill. A little bit of a challenge. Some some would argue, but, um, no, it is, they're, they're really, especially, like I said, in, um, 
impoverished countries that yeah. are I mean it's tough for countries like Haiti and Nepal to ever get their like feet on the ground just because I mean due to Haiti like hurricanes like every tough day. environment you know what I mean like in Nepal yeah. dude you're gonna have earthquakes tough it, it's like literally the Himalayas the yeah. biggest mountain range in the entire world like yeah. how are you ever supposed to have like infrastructure yeah. or a developed economy when you are doing disaster relief all the time and then on top of that like being a woman in that society just makes it harder yeah a lot harder no the um uh dude especially I imagine learning English and like basic business skills yeah I imagine is huge super huge these well no the um the uh, what's the right word the temples or uh-huh. yeah the temples they uh, I mean <clears throat> huge benefits of joining oh massive the uh, the temples um, I mean education discipline to the safety aspect. yeah safety camaraderie knowledge yeah huge I uh, I read a, we read a book in in college it was about these people so it's 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 based on a true story not anything specific but this is just the experience of many um mm-hmm. girls it was it was it followed a a, a ne- nepalese girl yeah who they're all again they're all in these like rural villages and these men come and promise to take them to india to live a better <laughs> life and whatnot and they're they're basically sold to brothels yeah um and become prostitutes and I imagine that happens quite, sure a, it does. quite a bit yeah. all, I, all the time um, you know of, of course they don't you know you don't have phones they're like oh we'll take them we'll take care of them this is the pretty much the only chance they'll have at a better life which obviously doesn't come true mm-hmm. um but then again, there's an education, but it's just like you, like, you don't know. Like, people probably don't know. They just want the best, like, for their kids, and they don't know what's going to happen to them. And yep. like you said, this allows them to be part of a community where they are getting <laughs> they are yeah. getting the best. And, like, you might not, again, keep up, like, day to day, but you know they're going to be, like, taken care of and um, become, like, self-sustaining. There's hope. There's hope. Yeah. Oh, what's up, Mr. Popular? Pardon me. Pardon me. Um, no, I, I really, I really enjoyed that one. Um, love stories about the East. Mm-hmm. Love stories about the East. It's refreshing. It is refreshing. New perspective. Speaking of the uh, the East, Eric and I had a Vietnamese food. Well, oh man, yeah, we did. Shout out Voice Kitchen. Shout out Voice Kitchen. Uh, delicious, delicious dinner. Um, no, yeah, East Eastern culture. You get a new perspective. Um, it's unique. We don't we don't hear a lot about. I was gonna say it's easy to get wrapped up in how our worldview, yeah, because the a majority of our content that we take in, whether that is like news, media, uh. Sports, dude, soccer is North America, like some South America and Western Europe. Mm-hmm. As 
don't know. At least for me, it's no, yeah, a, a majority, if not all, of my content. So it is, it is refreshing um, getting this perspective, for sure. Yes. Love it. Okay. Where are we headed next? Uh, I would like to go to... Um, uh, where is this? Uh, off Panama. Ah, Let's the go Panama, to Panama. The islands. Uh-huh. Yes. Um... So, continuing on this uh, this kind of female empowerment training, yeah. uh, this is another BBC article. The uh, dated... Ooh. August, Just the other day. Yeah. Tuesday. August 14th. Yeah. Tuesday, uh, 2018. Um, Gundiyala, the islands where women make the rules. Uh, in a small indigenous territory of Gundiyala, off Panama's eastern coast, a flourishing third gender community is defying stereotypes and venerating women. Uh, so this article kind of goes into um, Gudiala. Uh, so it's off the coast of Panama. There are around 300 islands, or just more than 300, uh, about 50 of which are inhabited, inhabited by, the, by the Gunda people. Uh, it's estimated that there are more than 50,000. Uh, and these are indigenous people, have lived same place as their ancestors. Yep. Uh, so this is kind of interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> um, because in the article, they said they don't necessarily identify as a matriarchy, mm. even though women do make uh, the decisions on land, Ownership, like family, all that stuff. Yeah. So the women are the head of the house, but they, um, gender fluidity is uh, very normal for them. Yeah. And uh, men who who express that they are transgender or take up uh, feminine qualities are accepted as women. Mm. Um. Which I thought was interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I, I just like to point something out. Uh-huh. The um, <clears throat> not only is is that a fascinating part, but um, it says here, Gunayala is extraordinary in many ways. It is an autonomous indigenous territory, and its flag sports a black left facing swastika, said to represent the four directions and the creation of the world. And then it goes in to talk about the uh, the gender equality and gender fluidity. Um, the left facing swastika, I believe, is uh, I believe it's Hindu. It is Hindu. The origins, I believe, are Hindu. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what's the word? Misused by yeah. the Nazi party. Yeah. Yeah. Or. Misrepresented. Misrepresented, surely. Mm-hmm. And it's, I was just gonna say, unfortunately, most people represent it with the Nazis. Uh, uh, quickest association for sure. Yep. I remember going to when I was in India and seeing the swastika on just like temples everywhere. Yeah. I was like, before it was explained to me, I was just like, whoa, uh, what? Like, I was just like, what is going on here? But it was a uh, no. It was completely stolen and yeah. uh, manipulated by. Manipulated, that's a good word. By the Nazi party. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I think is kind of a wild steal when you think about it. 
Like, uh huh. I don't know. I just think that's an interesting. Like, hey, we're gonna go steal some Hindu Take symbols. This guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know that um, the Nazis and Hitler were sort of obsessed with like ancient history. That's why there's so much like conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that might be part of it. Um, and I know I've heard more detail. I just I can't remember off the top of my head. There is more detail into that as to why that was. But, yeah, I think that's the main general general reason. So. Uh-huh. Um, anyway. Yeah. Back to the uh, back to the story. Nice uh, little... Little side note. Side note. Uh, it says that um, boys who choose to become om, omgid... Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, literally, tra- it translates to like a woman, um, where they work and act like other females in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, this third gender is a completely normal phenomenon on the islands. Uh, again, if boys show tendencies that are uh, associated with being female, it is just accepted as uh, that they are women in, in the culture. Yeah. Uh, so in this in this culture, um, men still like hunt fish, that type of stuff. Do all the men stuff. Uh huh. All the dudes. Guys being dudes. <laughs> um, but it's seen that the the women's work of like weaving, mm. uh, taking care of the kids, stuff like that is seen as as important, if not more valuable than like the hunting, fishing, manual labor type of work which I I don't know like it makes sense to me like the the other stuff is just as important it totally makes sense if you kill fish but don't have anywhere to put them or your kids are running around right like like, it's not gonna work right like you need both it's not gonna function (laughs) the society's not gonna work yeah Um, so I thought I thought that was interesting Uh, I thought I also really like this quote Uh, the guna have taught me that children should have sufficient autonomy as mm. their self comes from the heart from within and starts manifesting early. So if a male child starts showing tendency towards being transgender, he, she is not prevented to be himself. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Fascinating. Um, uh, it's, it makes a note that male to female is more popular um, as opposed to female to male. Uh, they say that both happens just, just because um, women are more revered that more men tend to associate uh, with the female identity. I did see that. Um, I'd just like to clarify on the term transgender, just in case anyone is... That's a good point. Yeah, just in case anyone is a little on the border. Transgender... It's fake news out there. <laughs> there is. It says, um, transgender people have a gender identity or gender expression that differs from their assigned sex. Transgender people are sometimes called transsexuals if they desire medical assistance. So transgender does not necessarily denote the changing of the yeah, sexual but, organ. Uh-huh. Yeah. So That's a good point. Just want to make that clear because I was initially like, so do they just somehow... 
Sex changes. Yeah, I get sex changes. Uh, Just all, every, all the time. Yeah. So I was like, I was unclear about that, but... I guess that's understandable, and some may, mm-hmm. some may go into this into the city, um, and there is a bit about this in the article about um, individuals from the tribe going into the city, and we all know the dangers of city life, especially in Central and South America, um, as one can imagine. Um, it says that people from the tribe who go into the city, uh, specifically Panama City, looking for education and work, sometimes uh, contract HIV. Sometimes they get HIV. Sometimes they get HIV. Uh, and I was just saying, and, and bring it back to the island. Um, yes. Which obviously is problems. Yeah, is definitely an issue. Um, so yeah. That's an issue that I'm sure is tough to deal with, especially trying to be a self-sustaining indigenous community um, in a modern world of disease and hardships. So, I wonder. I wonder how homosexuality is viewed amongst these. Uh, Oh. It doesn't really address it. It just it doesn't. It, it does kinda, not. It kind of addresses that you can not choose your gender, but however, like however you feel, like you, it's a, yeah. it's accepted that that is your path. So I wonder if that extends to um, to homosexuality. Yeah, your sexual yeah. orientation as well. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I thought this was this was an interesting tidbit. Yes. Um, so their uh, creation story there are three beings there's a man a woman and then the younger brother of the man oh there's a man's sister and then a younger brother mm-hmm. and the younger brother um, is both male and female and it's what they call the third gender yes. so their creation story includes a gender fluid character includes that yeah I did. I did. I do remember reading that tidbit. I just think it's interesting that that. I don't know. Like it's so you like it's so ingrained. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not like oh, there was man and woman, or God created the earth. Like there was a brother, sister, and then a third gender option. Mm. Stay woke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a quote here from someone they are interviewing in the article. Um, I cannot remember that. I cannot remember the man's name, but it's towards the end. And, uh, ah, it is, uh, Diego Madi Diaz, an anthropologist and postdoctoral researcher at the University of Sao Paulo. He lived among the Guna for more than two years and has seen firsthand that the powerful matriarchal figures in Guna culture are a major influence on the Guna men. And he has a quote towards the end that I think is interesting. It says, I think instead of keeping describing how the indigenous American... Uh, sorry, he uses the term indigenous Amerindian peoples... Mm-hmm. 
are or how they live, anthropology should perhaps help us to examine our own traditions. Throughout ages, across continents and cultures, gender fluidity and the concept of a third gender consistently reappears. He says, the Hiras in India, the Medi in Nepal, I am not going to try to pronounce that, <laughs> but it is a tribe, uh, I assume a tribe from Samoa, and the Two-Spirit people in North America. They are not the exception we are. Western tradition has constructed a scientific mythology on gender binarism, and it seems at the end of the day that gender isn't so much about biology, hormones, and science as it is about the expression of self and a personal particular way of being in the world. So, that's an interesting interesting commentary to ponder. It is. Um, when, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to sound like anti-anything, but when the bigger society you have, like, the more rules people feel comfortable with. The more black and white people feel comfortable with. Uh-huh. And so since this is a tribe that has accepted gender fluidity from the beginning, mm-hmm. I think it's an easier yes. adaptation as opposed to, I mean, dude, we have massive cities with millions of people and it's not, it's, fo- you know, it's a foreign concept for yeah. many Westerners. Yeah. And so, like I said, to have a society run efficiently, like you just need more rules to operate yeah and it's this is something that is obviously it's not a rule but it's just something that people traditionally are comfortable with being black and white yeah you know what i mean like hey don't drive on the wrong side of the road because like there are rules (laughs) it's just like it's just how it is it's just a cultural norm yeah it is i mean it is it's what it comes down to is this is just a different culture with different different ideals different ideas and um People thinking different ways. Um, I did... I I personally am like... I'm very uh, libertarian in the sense that... I'm like, if you aren't harming anyone... Or doing ill to people... I think you should do whatever you want. I agree. Personally, this does not have any effect on me. No, it doesn't. I, yeah. I mean, I, well, first of all, I love learning about other cultures, and I've never heard of this, ever. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's cool that they have constructed a society where this is, this is an accepted thing. I agree. And it's almost, I mean, it's theirs, as long as modern society doesn't encroach, which we know is obviously if, an issue. If we've uh, if we've learned any oh if there's that learned anything. there's that quote from uh it's in I think it's in Pocahontas. <laughs> it's uh it says like the the white people bring danger or something <laughs> something 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 like something that. Something like that. And the tw- the tweet was like history history in one word. jeez. <laughs> oh, um on the silence another thing I thought was interesting that we read was a uh, the, th- the three most important celebrations ah. are a girl's birth, her puberty, and her marriage. Yes. Biggest, top three. Understandable. Completely understandable. 
Um, yeah, I just there's some three three big days. It definitely helps that they're on an island. Yeah. Uh, if they were not on an island, I don't think this happens. I don't think it stays. As no, well, and there are <laughs> natural barriers, um, such as mountains, rivers, mm-hmm. oceans, <laughs> for that matter, that allows cultures to develop, and I think that's a reason for a lot of things. Obviously, for for their culture to to stay the way it is, um, but I mean, if if you look at, say the. You know, kind of like how, how Europe functioned. Like, it's they're all together. They're all so close mm-hmm. to the United States. We have a much bigger country. You know what I mean? Like, they're, the, the natural barriers just... There's no ocean. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just one big space. Yeah. You, don't have, you don't have to, you don't have to travel uh-huh. across just, like, big rivers or oceans to get to, like, England or... I mean that that is if you're from like Sweden or sure. France, but it's a uh, dude. Natural natural barriers are you, you can you can build the biggest wall and like people are gonna get through it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're not gonna, if they want to get there bad enough. You're not gonna it. get through like the Himalaya mountains. You're probably no. not gonna make it. No, I would say just ba- yeah. I mean barriers, physical barriers, and like other barriers just man-made self-imposed I mean dude uh <laughs> we didn't think people could climb Mount Everest <laughs> that's true so when, then people continue to do it in insane times do you have any uh desire would you have any desire to do that no 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 <laughs> I have not new... if someone said Eric Go climb do you want to train? Everest. Do you want to train to go climb Mount Everest? Mm. Highest point on earth. No. May it, it, possibly if I had gotten into like rock climbing or some sort of mountaineering, maybe I'd be more interested. But not right now. Not right now. I would rather. Um, Start with something smaller. <laughs> As I'm sure most people do. That's a natural progression. You don't just hop. You don't just you hop just don't on the, the top one. of Everest. No, you don't just strap oxygen tanks on and hop on. You got, dude. I haven't. I haven't listened to it in a while, but there's a there's a video talking about how you have to like start at the base camp and you have to go up a certain level and then come back down mm-hmm. and then go up and come back it's something like that to get it's, acclimated it's a, it's a progression it's a yeah. progression yeah uh-huh. and then you go up a little more you can't just gut it up and the... you, you can't just do a I don't know a, a seven day trip up the mountain and you're done you're good and then you gotta descend not only do you have to get up there you gotta come back down I haven't thought about that, but that is probably. Like I know people don't think about the that. The worst part getting yeah. up there is probably like, oh, like, yeah. of course, the first part of the trip's exciting. You have anticipation. You're going, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Highest point. Even if you're going to the beach, it's like, oh, beach trip, like excited, so much to look forward to. On the way back or on the <laughs> way down, you're just like, man, that was fun. 
but yeah. now we no, got to go back. Go. Yeah, I mean, when we went out to Yellowstone with my cousin, uh, getting there took like an hour. We got there. We were walking around enjoying nature. It's like three or four o'clock, and we're like, oh, we got to drive back. I'm like, yeah, yeah, got to get home. Less fun Less indeed. Less fun. And I fell asleep, surprisingly enough. <laughs> Eric is just like, I can fall you, asleep probably say, anywhere. If, if you put Eric in the car, he'll he'll fall asleep. I didn't mention this um, last week, but um, uh, so uh, my cousin and her husband were in the front seat. I was in the back seat um, with the kids, <laughs> their kids, and um, me and her husband were talking, and he was asking me about uh, I can't remember specifically. I think he was asking me about my flight. He was like, what time's your flight? And I told him. And he's like, hey, probably get to the airport. Cody, Wyoming Airport is like two gates. So you, I got there like 30 minutes early. Um, so he was like, yeah, you should probably get there like 12.45. My flight was like 1.15, 1.20. Before he told me that, in the middle of our conversation, I literally fell asleep. <laughs> I told him what time my flight was. And that's it. I was out, and he 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 told me this is after the fact. He told me what time I should get there, you and I didn't right. respond. And he looked back, and my cousin was like, "Is he okay?" And uh, he was like, "Yeah, he just he fell asleep." <laughs> oh man, I felt bad because I mean it's it's kind of rude, but I, I was tired. But they know me, and they're like, "Does that happen like a lot?" And I was like. More than you would that That's think. happened to me, like, literally a hundred times. Dude, I fall asleep <laughs> on you and Elliot, like, a handful, two hands full of times. You say something, you're like, Eric? And you just, <laughs> you just look over and you're like, oh. That took yeah. literally five seconds. Seriously. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, um, well, should we end in Turkey? We should end in, we should end in Turkey. End in Turkey. Um, we should end in Turkey. Yeah. I just found another BBC article that I clicked on that oh, I'm gonna read tonight. That's a good one. Uh, what connects Adam and Eve to Tinder? I saw that. I didn't click on it. I'd like to see the stretch. I would love the stretch. Um, yeah. The title of this article though is uh, "The Turks Who Lost Their Language." Mm. Uh, dated September eighth of twenty sixteen. Uh, and it is about um, Africans who yeah. uh, were oh, a little yawn. It's a late night sash. We've had a long day. Um, Africans who uh, have have been brought up to Turkey for, yeah. I mean, either through slavery or, or travel, and have just started these communities. Most of them, it, it sounded like they were. Um, they were slaves. Yeah, their, an, their, ancestors their ancestors at some were. point. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, and that they are a minority in this in this country, and they have uh, communities, but mm-hmm. they don't really fit into the the Turkish culture. Yeah, outsiders really. I saw a quote before I forget. It said the the first generation lives it. 
the second generation rejects it. Yes. And the third generation researches it. Yep. I, I read that as you were talking before and I was scrolling through. Yeah, it's a really that's a really interesting idea. Um That's by the way, that quote it was in context to assimilating into a culture. It was. So like the first the first generation, the grandparents, if you will, live through that transition. The second mm-hmm. one tries rejects it, tries to connect its roots to the native homeland, yeah. you know, uh, where we are living, where we're captives, whatnot. Um, and then the third generation reaches researches it and it kind of sounds like assimilates the best of the three yeah yeah generations that quote was um from a speech by um professor ehud toledano of tel aviv university and one of the men they talk about in the article he went to see this guy and uh yeah, he basically said um, what Kyle said. He, he said that's it's ver, it's verbatim, and he this professor believes that's what's happening in the quote Afro Turk community. So um, this uh, this woman that they cover, uh, ha- there's no way I'm pronouncing this correctly. Uh, Hattis, yeah, I believe. Um, it says many many women of her generation um, never went to school, married at sixteen, and had nine children. Yikes! Although free, her life has been particularly hard as a black woman in a country defined by fierce nationalism mm. and forced assimilation of minorities. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. So they, so they weren't they weren't free. Pete, they haven't been free for very long. No. Um, um, and Turkey traditionally has struggled with identity. Yeah. With uh, uh, it, I would say, if you know anything about history, it's been yeah fought over land literally forever. Well, especially minority groups. Yeah. Like the Kurds. Yeah. Definitely have had. They uh, they are currently having skirmishes. I was gonna say like literally. Is well, present weren't, issue. Weren't you going to? Uh, study abroad I was literally like days away from finalizing a study abroad to Turkey when was it the airport or maybe it was in Istanbul there was like a car bomb that went off it was in I believe in Istanbul I think it was in Istanbul there was a car bomb that went off and uh, yeah my mom was quick to uh, (laughs) quick to pull the uh, cut the strings if you will Pull the plug on that trip, but yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was pretty set to go. And I've heard Istanbul's a, gr- a gorgeous city. It, I've been. You have been. been. Yes, yeah, lots is, of great uh, architecture. Well, right. So, like I was kind of alluding to, it's been fought over forever. Yeah. Um, because it is uh, kind of the, the country you need to go to that connects um, Europe and Asia, mm. and so it was heavily traveled by both. Um, continental groups yeah. passing through and so it's just like a bed of hot culture yeah. that is all in one place so you have mosques that became churches that became mosques that became churches again just like a crazy array of Wild. food which ex- I mean I hate to say it but which explains the nationalism because yeah. these these Turkish people have been <clears throat> kind of just run through and um, taken advantage of for yep. 
ever for, you know, for thousands of years. Um, and so, you know, it's tough to establish an identity Mm. and I can see where there is frustration and where they feel taken advantage of and their government's corrupt. And if you're familiar, there was a military coup, um, I think in 2016, It, uh, there was, there's, yeah. I remember one of the, I forgot about that, but one yes. One of the craziest videos I've ever seen was on Twitter, and it was a video of a tank running over someone. Yeah, dude. And it, and I mean, I, again, like, I don't want to, like, go too much into it, but basically their, their body, like, exploded. No, <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, r- rightfully so. I, I, like, I couldn't believe what I had just watched. Yeah. Yeah. Turkey is definitely not in the best of sorts right now, and I recently saw that their um, uh, their currency, the Turkish lira, I believe, got devalued. Oh, it's I'm now sorry. like one U.S. dollar equals like six Turkish lira. I'm so, honestly, I'm surprised it's not. I, I was surprised it wasn't worse. more. Uh-huh. Pretty sure I saw six. I will double check, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Um, so yeah. It's 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 really t- I I can imagine these. It's like these uh, this Afro Turk community is stuck between like a rock and a hard place because, it, especially the ancestors, they didn't ask to be here. Right. It's it's not like they moved there to get a um, a better life or escape know, religious from freedom religious or freedom. Yeah. It is a. Uh, it's always tough when a community is is literally uprooted and like you said, there, there's no identity um, until apparently that third generation and the, this quote from the man that they are interviewing says um, my friends joke with me but at the end of the day um, he says I am a Turk that is all yeah he said if people are racist it just means they are ignorant I do not take notice I am a Turk that is all hmm. I feel like I don't, I don't know how to say this without sounding bad or sounding like mean, but there, I'm in no way saying that, but I feel like at some point you have to accept where you are. Not that you have to forget your, your history and not that you have to not, um, Mm -hmm. research it or understand where you came from, but at a certain point it's like. Is fighting it really going to do any more at this point? Well, I think there's a fine line that these people are... Well, in general, any any person that is, um, you could say, displaced. Yeah. Uh, where they, you know, home... They don't identify home as where they currently are. Yes. And want to hold on to that piece. But also, you're right. Like, life would probably be easier if you... Yeah, assimilated a little more to the the culture that you live in day to day. Yeah, um, as someone that has never been physically displaced, uh, yeah, that again, is not yes. something that you know you or I can identify with. Uh huh. But obviously, the identity piece is is big. But like you said, it. I imagine the most successful. Um, of the Afro-Turk community have done a better job of assimilating Mm. than 
than those ha- that have struggled. Yeah. And I'm n- I'm also not saying that the means that got them where they are uh, no, of course. are right. Because uh-huh. obviously it's not. Any reasonable person knows that slavery is one of the worst evils that humans can do to another human. So I'm not saying that at all. Just wanted to clarify. It's just, like you said, it, it's tough when the culture you feel like you live in like isn't yours. Yeah. That you don't identify with it. But like you said, the that's that's probably the best thing you can... I don't want to say the best thing, but to succeed in the, in the culture you're in, mm-hmm. you'll probably go have the highest level of success if you assimilate. Yeah, and no, I agree. Again, so these, these people, these Afro-Turks, talk about losing their language and how none of them speak... Uh, oh, what is the language called? Uh, the quote is, It's a shame we have lost our African language, the language my great-grandparents spoke. Every minority in Turkey has its language, the Kurds, the Zaza, even the Laz, but we have only Turkish. We do not know anything about our ancestors. Yeah. And that's kind of a point you're saying like that. It's sad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sad that, that, that cultural bit, that heritage piece is missing. Um, This is but I'm, I'm sure life is easier when you assimilate to the culture you live in. Yeah. This is an interesting little bit, um, possibly to end on. Um, but it says, um, in a village uh, 800 kilometers northwest of Naime, Afro-Turk children play in the street. Unaware of their relatively privileged position in the history of their community... Ideal, a striking eight-year-old boy with dark skin and green eyes had the second name. I'm sure this is in Turkish, and I'm not pronouncing it right. Zinsi, I think the C has like a CH sound. Uh-huh. But anyway, is it the one with the little? Well, it doesn't have that, but uh-huh. I think it's supposed it's, to, it's yeah. supposed to. Anyway, Z E N C I. This is a pejorative Turkish word for black, equivalent to Negro. Mm-hmm. It was the name given to his great-grandparents under Ataturk's surname law of 1934, the first time Turkish citizens were allowed surnames. The fact that Zinsi's surname has endured indicates that the Afro-Turk community still has some way to go and orient itself as a minority based on something other than skin color. So... This is, yeah, this is the last quote that I, that I want to read. Um, it says, After years of suffering, you hide what makes you different. That is why our parents and parents' parents did not teach us their language. They did not want us, they did not want to make us different. They only want wanted us to be Turkish. Mm. Wow. That pretty much sums it up. Pretty much what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That well, especially <laughs> when we've talked about language is like the base of of culture and not like not only the words that you use but how you like the sentence structure and oh yeah you know what I mean oh, yeah. like I mean dude even people I mean even the the um, even the guys you played soccer with from not the US Brazil. Brazil. Finland. <laughs> Brazil, Trinidad, Finland, Albania. Albania. Yeah. 
Australia. I mean, for as good as their English is, and it's amazing, and I would never even imagine that if I went to any of their countries that I would be close to learning English the way that they speak their native language. It, it is it is very admirable. It is super admirable. Super admirable. Um, so, I just, yeah, that's just, I can't imagine doing that. Like, so. like kind of, kind of like uh, we were saying, the facial reconstruction mm. is like physically the you know face is yeah pretty much the first thing you see. Um, I mean, if if you can't, if you're not a native speaker or close to it, that is immediately recognized. You immediately. know, it's not you don't meet someone and you're like, oh, do you think English is their first language? Yeah. Or, no. You know, for like you for know the most part, people are from somewhere else. Right, like whether yeah. even if that's an accent, like unfortunately yeah. that can get you, you know, different treatment than a native speaker. Even oh, if yeah. your English is is fine. Um, <coughs> yeah. You know, so I, I, of course, I understand that it would be utmost importance. And in the article, it says that when you like have kids, basically you pray that they have lighter skin. Mm. Well. Well. That's where we're at. It's crazy to see where different countries are. Yes, it is. Are in the spectrum of acceptance. And socially. I I was going to say, we've hit a... We've done a very social... We did. We had two gender. Two genders. And, well. And a. And a. A race. A racial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Well, good. Um, well, three genders, if you will. Three genders. <laughs> yes, I would say that's more accurate. <laughs> Definitely more accurate. Um, we just hit a hundred followers on Twitter. No way. Yep. So if you're listening and uh, you haven't followed us on Twitter, that would be awesome. Uh, if you did. Uh, world we live pod and um, follow us on iTunes uh, I think we have 12 ratings right now I know love to get that up to 15 Ooh. by next show pump those numbers just up. need three people um, and go, you know what right. you might get a shout out oh you might get a shout out oh, wow yep um, so that'd be awesome it's really easy I've I've actually made a point to do it for some of my other shows I listen to. Good for you. Yep. Lead by uh, lead by example. <laughs> lead by example, exactly. So uh, um, it does. It helps out, and it's fun to see. It is it's fun to see. Yeah. I mean, anybody who creates anything, it's fun to see. Um, people appreciate what you do. It is. So, um, and yeah, we're, we're also. Let's say ahead. we're artists. Oh yeah. Eh, we're getting there. <laughs> um, if you don't listen on iTunes, um, you can find us on Audio Boom, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Google Play, Google Podcasts, anywhere you find uh, anywhere you find podcasts. I have, an, I have another announcement. We're present. What's podcast. up? Um, I know we we've talked about it, but thought I'd bring it up anyway. Um, Alex Jones. Pain. <laughs> <laughs> Being banned from yeah yeah YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts. Uh huh. I think Twitter's the only one. Uh-huh. As of last time I heard, that had not banned him. Same. 
Just uh, I know we've talked about Alex Jones. We have talked about Alex Jones. I thought I thought I'd bring it up. Hopefully, we'll eat up some of that. Actually, I don't even want to eat up any of that market share. If you no. if you were an Alex Jones no. listener, no, 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 you can not rate us or follow us. It's an interesting topic, though. What's that? When you get into freedom of speech. Oh no, I agree. And. Uh, yeah, I heard some good arguments. We might have to talk about that next episode. I'm sure people want us to shut up right now. It's like over an hour. <laughs> so, uh... Is it really? Yeah, it's, it's about over an hour. Okay, um, just so... Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome you're for the wel- content. You're, yeah, you're welcome yeah. for the knowledge. It's not cheap. We have an incredible studio. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Thank you guys for listening and stick with us. Yeah, thanks for listening. Stick with us as we creep into the fall and the into summer. Um, going on year two. Going on year two. Back and uh, better than ever. Back and better than ever. Always, always, always. Uh, we appreciate you listening. And everyone have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you next week. Stay safe out there.